0: He leaned back in his chair and looked for his furry buddy Bob. Only a bit of Bob's magical luck could make up for a fire inside the shop. Not that he could blame Marin; She had been trying to save him from kidnap, torture, and possibly the sacrifice of his soul to a magical book. What was a little dragonfire damage when compared to the sacrifice of his soul to an evil book? But he could hardly give his insurance company those particular details, So he'd taken the hit, and still the shop was in the black. Bob had curled up atop of one of the sweatshirts he'd thrown on the old leather sofa in his office. Thanks, Bob. Bob picked his head up from his front paws and tilted his head. Looks like the shop bills are getting paid this month. Bob didn't acknowledge Jack's thanks. He just went back to sleep. Marin had mentioned Ark and Sonny were shy about the help they gave, Really, they seemed shy about a lot of things. Jack had never seen Bob eat or exercise. He hadn't seen the guy do much but sleep. He might look a little like a mix between a corkscrew-tailed lab puppy and a hedgehog, but he certainly didn't act like either. Grab? Bob perked up. As soon as Jack stood, Bob hopped off the sofa. Jack retrieved one of his stashed cans of crab meat, opened it up, and dumped it in a small bowl he kept in the office just for Bob. He set it on the ground and walked out to the main shop floor, closing the office door behind him. The bowl would be pristine when he came back, but he'd never once seen Bob eat. Jack wasn't worried Bob would vacate the premises if peppered with too many questions. Their relationship had evolved beyond that. But he didn't want to offend the polite little creature. Bob was great company, and not bad for the junk shop's bottom line. Marin looked up from behind the counter where she was ringing up a customer. Here he is now. Jack, Mr. Kaiserman wanted to meet you. Odd. Bob didn't usually stick around when customers came into the store. Maybe he was really hungry today. I'm Jack Spirelli. Jack extended his hand as he approached the older gentleman. The man offered him a frail hand, but his grip was firm. Spirelli Paranormal Investigations? Jack nodded. Yes, how can I help you? It's possible I might need you too. Kaiserman paused, and his gaze drifted away for a second, but then his expression cleared. "'Exterminate a building.' "'Exterminate? Pest control? Unlikely. Blow it up?' Jack knew his morals could occasionally be skewed in a direction that didn't directly align with the law, but blowing up a building? "'Maybe you'd like to join me and my, uh, Marin in my office?' Marin was technically just his assistant, but that seemed an inappropriate label given their ongoing partnership negotiations. Yes, of course. Kaiserman didn't seem to notice Jack's hesitation, or was too polite to show interest. As Kaiserman made his way through the twists and turns of the display tables to the back of the store, Jack realized that the man's frail appearance belied his grace. When Jack opened the door, there was no sign of Bob, or of his sweatshirt. Jack indicated one of two client chairs. Marin sat on the sofa, and Jack took a seat behind his desk. Picking up a pen, Jack said, "'Now tell me about this building.' Kaiserman rattled off an address on one of the major highways in town. "'The government has asserted its right of eminent domain "'and has been pursuing condemnation of the property. "'They've offered a fair price, and truth be told,' I'd be glad to relinquish the responsibility of the property. Jack waited while the kaiserman considered his words. Kaiserman pulled on his right earlobe. Well, the building, it's a house, really, was left to me by my father, and his father left it to him, and so on. The house has sentimental value? Marin asked. Oh, nothing like that. It's a more familiar duty than anything else. Kaiserman's bushy gray eyebrows did a little dance as his brow furrowed and smoothed. Your house is special.